Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, June 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Deutsche Bank is preparing a deep overhaul of its trading operations as it shifts away from investment banking. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is calling on President Trump to end the trade war with China. And protesters flood Hong Kong to demand the resignation of the government's executive leader. Plus, the FT's Robin Wigglesworth explains how artificial intelligence is creeping into bond investing and what traders have to say about it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT reports that Deutsche Bank is creating a so-called bad bank that will hold tens of billions of euros as part of an overhaul of its trading operations. This comes as Deutsche's chief executive, Christian Saving, tries to shift Germany's biggest lender away from investment banking. The investment banking unit has weighed on earnings in recent years, and along with a series of fines for misconduct, the poor performance of Deutsche's core business has driven the share price to the lowest it's been in its 149-year history. The bad bank, or non-core asset unit as it's been called internally, would house or sell assets valued by Deutsche in its accounts at up to 50 billion euros after adjusting for risk. Sources say it will be made up of mostly long-dated derivatives. Sources also told the FT that as part of the revamp, Deutsche's equity and rates trading businesses outside of continental Europe would severely shrink or close entirely. But the final decision is still pending. Managers are also set to unveil a new focus on transaction banking and private wealth management. Mr. Saving is expected to announce the changes with Deutsche's half-year results in late July. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is urging the Trump administration to end its trade war with China and warned of the consequences if it doesn't. The call came in a strongly worded submission to the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. In it, the powerful Washington business group said the tariffs imposed on China over the past two years should be reversed. And it said the tariffs could cost the U.S. economy $1 trillion over the next decade. The submission said that the proposed tariffs on a further $300 billion of Chinese imports would, quote, dramatically expand the harm already done, end quote, to U.S. consumers, workers, and companies. President Trump's trade strategy has put his administration at odds with much of the U.S. business community. Last week, 600 companies signed a letter warning that these proposed tariffs could lead to a loss of 2 million jobs and could cost the average American family $2,000. According to a survey released last week by the Business Roundtable, CEO confidence in the outlook for the U.S. economy is down for a fifth straight quarter. Today, the U.S. Trade Representative's office will begin seven days of hearings on the latest round of proposed tariffs. And protesters flooded the streets of Hong Kong on Sunday, calling for the resignation of the government's leader. Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, issued a rare apology on Sunday. Ms. Lam had suspended the bill on Saturday and said there's no timetable for restarting the legislative process. After repeated internal deliberations over the last two days, I now announce that the government has decided to suspend the legislative amendment exercise. 
restart our communication with all sectors of society, do more explanation work, and listen to different views of society. But it wasn't enough to stop protesters from coming out on Sunday and calling for the bill to be fully withdrawn. The bill would have, for the first time, allowed criminal suspects to be extradited to mainland China. Sunday's protest continued the eight-day outpouring of public anger. Organizers estimated about two million people marched on Sunday, while police put that number closer to 340,000. Foreign governments like the U.S. and the U.K. have opposed the bill. They call it a threat to Hong Kong's autonomy that was guaranteed under the one-country, two-systems formula agreed by Britain and China 22 years ago. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said President Trump would raise the matter with China's Xi Jinping at a potential meeting at next week's G20 summit. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. Quants, or quantitative investing strategies, have been around for a few decades. They really started to explode when computers came to Wall Street. The development meant that there was more digital equities trading and people could code algorithms to trade independent of humans. Now, quant investing has reached another corner of the market. The FT's U.S. markets editor, Robin Wigglesworth, talked to Mamta Bodkar about the hedge funds that are trying to copy the best parts of human traders without all the human error. It's been dominant in equity markets for some time, just because those markets are what traders call liquid. They trade all the time. Millions of shares trade every millisecond. But fixed income or bonds, they only trade sometimes once a day or even once a week. Occasionally, something might not trade for months at a time. And then it's a lot harder to trade with algorithms. You need humans to pick up a phone and call another human and say, hey, let's buy or sell this thing. But the bond market is now evolving. Bonds are also starting to trade more on electronic marketplaces. And a lot of the data work required to trade a bond is also becoming a little bit easier because computing power is so much stronger these days. So we're seeing the quant revolution spread from equity markets to the fixed income markets now. So who's behind some of these new quant strategies in fixed income investing? Well, various people have been playing in this area for years, but there are now a lot of these quant firms and traditional investment groups are exploring this new frontier. We spoke to one hedge fund, Cantab Capital in Cambridge, that decoded a bond trading algorithm that they nicknamed Gecko, after Gordon Gecko, the corporate raider in the film Wall Street, who famously coined the phrase, greed is good. Gecko, the algorithm, primarily gets around the problem of how hard corporate bonds are to trade by using credit derivatives that do trade more easily on various exchanges and between banks. So they don't actually trade the underlying bonds, they're trading derivatives on top of the cash market. So is there anything that these algorithms can't do? Any sort of shortcomings to what they can account for? Well, in the less liquid corners of bond markets, so government bonds actually trade a lot already. The U.S. Treasury market is one of the most liquid, tradable markets in the world. But it starts getting a bit patchy as we move down into the riskier corners. So corporate debt, investment-grade corporate debt can be difficult, but is now being traded a lot electronically. High-yield bonds, junk bonds, and municipal debt 
that is a lot harder. Some of those bonds trade very actively, but some of them might only trade once a week, and it's hard to really deal with that when you're an algorithm. Then you need humans. When quants first started taking over equity markets, equity traders were not happy about it. What's the sort of response you're seeing now? Well, nobody likes seeing their job being taken by a robot.、Uh, that goes for journalists. You know, I freak out when I see an algorithm that can write a news story, and it goes for bond traders as well. And they've seen how this played out in the equity world, and I think they're quite rightly worried that a similar story might be playing out in fixed income in the coming years and decades. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be watching Portugal, where the European Central Bank is set to kick off its annual forum for investors. This has been your daily FT news briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest thirty minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors Inc.